everyone. Welcome to the Dear Future Hubby podcast. I am your host, Teresa Reese, and y'all know how we do it. I am going to read a poem from my book of poetry entitled, A Strong-Willed Mind, Healing Scars Over Time Through My Poetry. The name of this poem is called Perfect Harmony. And here we go. Real men don't play childish games, nor do women just the same. When you're in a relationship, you must be honest and communicate. Yes, challenges will arise, but that's more reason not to tell lies. Treat your spouse with respect and try real hard not to neglect them. It's the small foxes that spoil the vine. So be prepared to apologize many, many times. Don't go to bed angry if you can try. Lay down in peace and say, good night. Because tomorrow for you may not come. So try to stay on one accord. And try to avoid petty arguments. Making the best of your time spent. Always build each other up and drink from your own cup of love because that's how it should be. And your union will create perfect harmony. So I love how certain things are orchestrated. I woke up at four o'clock in the morning why most likely because today is my grandfather's wake so i could not continue to sleep because the weight of today's events was heavy on my mind and sometimes it's in moments like these that i start to think and ponder on what it would be like had i shared these moments with my future hubby had he been a part of this equation so to speak had he been a part of what it is that I'm going through what he would say to me how he would comfort me um, what we would discuss and that moment it was brief but I had that moment like you know if if let's say we were just courting each other we hadn't become husband and wife just yet if I would be able to pick up the phone and be like honey I can't sleep <laughs> if what he would say like if he would be like oh baby go to bed <laughs> or what's on your mind or let's talk about it um just trying to figure out what that all would look like and I am excited about the element of surprise. Again, I've stated before that I'm really excited about what God's taste is for me. But I also am excited because there's something about being able to be vulnerable around the person that you know has you covered on all ends. And... I've been really thinking about what my covering, what I would desire for my covering to be. And um, I remember in past relationships, 
because I didn't really know what anxiety looked like. I didn't even know that I battled with anxiety, had no earthly idea um, that that is something that literally was a part of me. Like I didn't know. And I remember constantly being falsely accused of being insecure. And I'll never ever forget how, I don't even know why I allowed that to, to become Um, something that I co-signed for. And I'm glad that I've since debunked that. But when I co-signed for it, I remember there was a memory that came up and I had this friend, which we have been friends ever since elementary school. And I didn't have insecurity in me. I was so secure that the guy that I was dating at the time if he said that he was going over to her house to hang out, I'd be on the phone with her while he's in the background or I'd be on the phone with him while she's in the background. I never second-guessed intentions. I never second-guessed what they were up to. I just truly assumed that because I would never betray our friendship, surely she would never betray our friendship. Now, that was a part of me being naive because later on, I discovered that she tried to hook him up with one of her other friends. <laughs> so I guess she valued that friendship more than she valued the friendship that she had with me. But nevertheless, um, it didn't change how I viewed my relationship with him when she was saying that he was coming over there. Like, I didn't look at him... Like, oh, I shouldn't trust you. I didn't look at her like, oh, I shouldn't trust you. Um, It wasn't until later on that I found out that they were not trustworthy people. So I wasn't insecure. And part of me looking back was like, people have a tendency to spew their insecurities on you. Not that you may be insecure. It's just that if if they're in that situation or have they been in that situation, they know how they would have handled it so that's what they put on you that doesn't mean that that's your identity that doesn't mean that that's a part of your identity that's what they would do in that situation and so the longer that I have lived on this earth I'm starting to realize that just because you may respond that way that doesn't mean that I'm going to respond that way and I really believe that that's another reason why a lot of my married friends trust me because they see that I am trustworthy. I don't have a wandering eye. I'm not gonna be looking at your spouse, trying to picture, I don't do any of that. It's like, I see the two as one. Now, there are a lot of single people that don't do that. Um, Some single people, which they really need to work on that because there's really an insecurity within themselves. You should never look at another human that you know is taken and start pondering on, hmm, we would make a really cute couple. Why would you even put that in the atmosphere? I'm just I'm just asking. Why would you do that? Uh, go for your own, your own spouse, your own wife, your own husband. Um, instead of preying on somebody that's already taken. Like that just, that's just wasted energy to me. Like why would you even want to do that? That's gross. But I digress. Um... But yeah, so I I have literally, and that's my opinion. I mean, I know some people, they go for what they know. Well, yeah, my opinion is I want my own 
I don't want someone else's. And so, um, now don't get me wrong. I do have a past, honey. So I ain't always thought like this, which is why I can speak on this. Um, I can truly speak on this because I've been on the other end where I considered being with someone who was already taken. That never ends well. It never ends well. Um, and I've also been on the end where I've been lied to and told that the person was single. But best believe once I found out that they were taken, oh, that just changed the trajectory of the relationship because it's like, huh, so you really are not available. Okay. And so, um, yeah. And, I, and another reason why I would not want to even tread down that road is because I truly believe that people reap what they sow. So if I'm wanting a marriage that consists of holy matrimony, where I'm committed to him and he's committed to me, and where I'm not looking to the left and I'm not looking to the right, and I'm not trying to, once I say I do, I'm not trying to reconsider a single man or someone else, because to me, there it makes no sense to make a lifetime commitment if being monogamous is truly not a part of your agenda. The option to stay single is always there. So I really never have understood how someone could commit to saying I do, but then still want to play the field. Like there's no reason to do that. You could just stay single. That's my opinion. And so one of the reasons why I have become very consciously aware that I don't want to put that whole sharing thing in the atmosphere is because I don't want to reap what I've sowed. So if I'm busy dibbling and dabbling with someone that's taken, I'm using this as an example. If that's what I do, if I make that my lifestyle and then one day I decide, oh, I just want my own husband then there's a very strong possibility that because I put that type of seed in the ground, that I may not have the most pure marriage. And I didn't want that. I literally wanted to be where when my spouse commits to me and when I commit to him, I'm not having to look over my shoulder to figure out, did he mess with her last night? Is that why he didn't come home? You see how they may look at each other? Is it more than just a friendship? I don't have time for that. I don't want that energy. I don't want to have to second. I just don't want to have to. All that comes with that. I don't want it. Like I remember when I was dating. And there's been a couple of guys that I've dated that I, you just, you know, I figured it out. They were not faithful. And... What I noticed was some of the chicks that they were messing with while they were with me, their body language, it said something different whenever we were all in the same space. And as much as they tried to camouflage what they were doing, it was really quite evident. And I've been on that other end where I knew what I was doing, where I wasn't completely faithful in the relationship. And one of my little friends would come into the same space. The flirtation hits a little different when you're not doing right by the person that you're with. I've lived it. I have lived it on both ends. So 
what I noticed was whether I was trying to do this or not, there's a different type of giddiness that you have when you've been there and done that. And when that person just kind of, the way he looks at you or the way he may touch your shoulder or touch the small of your back, and you're like, <laughs> yeah, dangerous. So by the grace of God, I, I lived to tell the story. But there's a lot of people that didn't live to tell the story. Um, because once their significant other found out that they were not completely faithful, they decided to handle that. And so I had just made up my mind, you're not going to be that person, Teresa. You're not going to be that person that has to look over your shoulder. You're not going to be that person that has to feel as if one person is not enough. You're going to work through your issues and you're going to do it in a way that whenever you do meet your future hubby he does not have to worry about your past he doesn't have to worry he'll be enough and you will make him feel like he is enough and that's my prayer for me as well like I want my future hubby to make me feel like I'm enough like it doesn't matter how many women he's got under his belt um I need to know that regardless of how many women you have under your belt future hubby I am the woman period because I'm going to make sure that you are the man, period. And so part of my being abstinent and remaining abstinent is because I wanted to purge myself of my past. Like I did not want it to be where there are memories of my exes in there somewhere. Like I wanted to purge myself from all of that so that when I do encounter my future hubby, there is no comparison. It's just me and you, boo. All, all the work has been done. Like we can literally create our story going forward and you can have a peace of mind knowing that you are my king and I can have a peace of mind knowing that I am your queen. And it won't even matter who crosses our path that is from our past. It'll be of no effect. Literally, they will be a non-factor because they knew the old versions of who we were and God has done a new thing in both of us. And so that none of that stuff that has happened will even matter. None of it, because it's like, that's not me anymore. That's not you anymore. We're operating on a totally different frequency. So all that stuff that we were doing, when we were trying to discover who we were, all the foolishness that we were involved in when we were trying to be affirmed, all the stuff that we went through when we were trying to figure it out, all of that is old news because something new is being done. And I want to be able to operate in just that perfect harmony. I want it to be where there are no secrets where I can tell you my whole truth. And some parts may make you shed a tear because I know that they still make me shed a tear from time to time. But where you're not judging me and vice versa, where I'm not judging you. It's like, yes, this is a part of who I was. This is a part of what I experienced. This is what makes me me. But let me introduce you to the newest version of myself, a part that very few people get an opportunity to know um, because I'm a new creature, a new creature in Christ. And so I'm excited about the new version of myself after being and after going through all the things that I've gone through. Um, but yeah, and I also, I also think about covering. 
So I was having a conversation with my aunt the other day, my aunt Tina, and we were talking about being covered versus uncovered. And now this is my perception. I'm just going to put it out there. I believe that a woman that is uncovered is still seeking the attention of other men. However, a woman who is covered because she's receiving attention from her king, there's no reason to look to the left, to the right, front or back because that is covered. She is covered. And so my desire is to be a covered queen. I want to be a covered woman to where it doesn't matter who finds me attractive or who tries to shoot their shot. Once I know that I'm covered because my husband makes sure that I'm covered, I'm not even gonna recognize when someone is trying to shoot their shot because I'm covered. He may have to point it out to me like, I see a boy trying to get a little too close. Does he not know? I may have to point it out to him because he's covered too. I see old girl trying to get a little close. Does she not know? But as far as he and I, we won't even be able to pick up on those vibes because we're operating in a different frequency because we are both covered. That is my genuine desire. I want to be covered. I want to be able to speak to my husband on every term. And I want to be able to let him know I'm hurting. I feel neglected. I feel like you rejected me here. I feel like you dropped the ball. I don't feel like I was heard. What can we do to rectify this? Because I don't want to bring this into the bedroom. I don't want to bring this into before we go to bed. I want us to be able to still enjoy the evening together as one. What can we do to make this right? I don't want to go and go three and four days without speaking to you. Like, I don't want to be in that type of relationship. That's not what I desire. I I truly desire to where my future hubby is my best friend. We could talk about anything. And yes, there I know because, you know, we're still dealing with human beings. So I know that there's going to be times that I might be just a little ticked off as something that was said or done. However, I want us to be able to rectify those situations quickly so that we can go on about our business and not let that fester. Because, yeah, it is the small foxes that spoil the vine. And you've got to be able to maintain a healthy boundary and healthy boundaries and a healthy relationship, especially when you're talking about longevity. Um, Yeah, it's necessary. Are you going to always see eye to eye? No. But hopefully you'll get to the point where you grow together and you start to see things. Like I want it to be where he will know in certain situations. Oh, no, Teresa ain't going to go for that. There ain't no point in me. No, no, she's not going to go for that. And then for me to be like, no, my hubby is not going to go for that. I'm just so sorry. So, yeah, there's no point in me even. He knows me and I know him. Like, I mean, I'll run it by him just to reconfirm that the answer is no. But yeah, no, he's not going to go for that. And just for us to get to that point, like there's another couple that I admire, um, one of my best, best friends and her spouse. And what I noticed is that they created a haven where certain people, it's like almost like their own bubble. 
So certain people cannot enter into that bubble. That's their safe space together. That's like their, that is how they keep their marriage going. So I have this over here. I can mingle with you over here. I can mingle with you over here. But when it comes to our home, that's our safe space. That's where we come in. It's like our way of escape. That's where we come in. This is where we fellowship. This is where we're building together. Everybody cannot come in this space. This is for us. This was designed for us. And I I actually admire that. At one point, I used to be like, oh my God, like, so I can't. But now I realize when it comes to your marriage, when it comes to the things that you hold closest to you, you've got to be a protector of that. And so now when I see the how it's orchestrated, I see wisdom because that's how they've been able to maintain their marriage for as long as they have is because it's like you can only go so far and then there's us. And so with the us, they nurture that. They, they work on that because it really is, it's a job. It's a job. At least everybody that I've talked to that is married says that, honey, this is work. So you've got to be willing to put in the work. And, um, but yeah, I remember I was watching a podcast and, um, one of the gentlemen said, and I loved it. He said, when you find your purpose partner, now I'm paraphrasing because I don't remember what he said verbatim. So I'm paraphrasing, but pretty much in a nutshell, he said, when you find your purpose partner, it's like being a part of a continued education course. <clears throat> You never stop learning. And I was like, wow. So I need my future hubby to enroll in the continued education course, which is Teresa Reese. <laughs> and I don't ever need for you to withdraw or drop out. So this is going to conclude my podcast on today. And y'all know how I do it. I've got to read a letter to my future hubby. And it is dated February the 8th of 2021. And it reads, Dear Future Hubby, This morning I woke up at 4 a.m. My grandfather was heavy on my mind. Today is his wake. However, although I cannot get the day's event off of my mind, I began to think about purpose. If we pay attention, the message becomes so clear. What has stopped you from pursuing your purpose unapologetically what has stopped you from pursuing your dreams more than likely fear i've heard it said before fear well the acronym for fear is false evidence appearing real well what is the acronym for faith if you don't know create one Create an acronym to fuel your dreams instead of your fears. Let me try it. Fuel every area right. Now the negative has become a positive concerning the acronym for fear. Now that's wisdom. And now let me do one for faith. Foresee an intellectual triumph harmoniously. Faith is what I will use to express myself to you in this poem, future hubby. This love, Jones, has got me thinking of our union when we consummate our vows, the two becoming one so harmoniously. 
you, I know are worth the wait. I cannot wait to spend my best years with you, helping to bring out the very best in you. The angels will sing when they hear us say, I do. My heart will be leaping for joy, and I'm sure yours will too. We will walk hand in hand into our future together, no longer your future wifey, now becoming your present. A present sent from heaven above, maybe why it's called endless love. Nevertheless, I look forward to our holy matrimony, our bed undefiled, and my body becoming your body. I love you, love, Teresa. So I hope that y'all have a blessed and wonderful day. Do me a huge favor and take care of yourself because there is only one you. Signing out, your girl, Teresa. Y'all have a blessed one. Bye.